For Country Autos Havel, new car thinking. See Nathan and the team at Country Autos, Bridge Street, West Townwood. To test drive the whole Havel range. JB for breakfast on 92.9. Tony, how you doing? I'm good, thanks, JB. How are you? Yeah, doing very well, doing very well. Apparently, the use of phone sex lines has increased hugely during COVID-19, so much so they need more operators. Oh, my gosh. And I the- mean, it's not surprising, but when you mentioned this briefly this morning, I thought you meant like just anyone, not the paid ones. <laughs> but you no. mean like yes. professionals. Yes. Okay. So much so that professional women have turned to phone sex lines in a bid to earn extra cash during lockdown. Apparently, Data Pro Services, operators of one of the world's largest chat lines, said that there's an influx of teachers, nurses and solicitors who are joining their company while their day jobs were on hold and not paying as much. That sounds like... An advertisement because they want people using that service to think that it's a nurse and a teacher (laughs) and a lawyer. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure there's some cops on there too, you know. (laughs) Whatever tickles your fancy. (laughs) I can just see some very awkward phone calls from some people ringing up, you know, and they get the voice on the end of the line. However that sounds, I've never rang one. Assumption number one, hey, how are you? And then you go on, huh? What? Hey, is I thought I was calling is that, my teacher? Yeah, is that is that you, Miss Smith? Is that? <laughs> oh, okay. This is awkward. Oh, is that you, little Johnny? I remember teaching you in year six. This got awkward well, very little, quickly, little didn't Johnny it? Johnny should not be calling. <laughs> but um, so for a professional that might want to sign mm, up, mm. how do we do that? I mean, not for me. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not sure. You'll have to do your own Google searches um, for that. However, this is sort of a valid reason when you look at it like this. By the way, uh, it's all about if you want to audition for it, it's uh, all about the tone, the speed and the volume of your voice. There you go. So similar to, similar to radio. Um, apparently, there's been a 23% increase in uh, people phoning these services compared to pre-lockdown levels. And I hadn't looked at this, but apparently a report suggests that millennials feel safer doing this as opposed to video and sexting because there's less risk that the interaction will be saved and reshared at a later date. Yeah, I mean, if you grew up with the internet, you know how it works. Yeah, that's it. I wonder how many men there are that are on the, like, answering side. Yeah, Sure, yeah, surely there would be. There has They'd to have be. They'd have to. They'd yeah. have to. A lot of people would call those lines just for, like, Company. companionship. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm sure um, even people do it who aren't, mm. like, necessarily looking for something specific. Yeah. They're just yeah, yeah. looking to talk to someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there you go. My, my dad, actually, he worked for Telstra. <laughs> True story. <laughs> my dad was one. I was like, what? <laughs> no, no. My, my You're not going to put this on the podcast, are you? <laughs> my dad worked for telecom throughout the 70s and the 80s and early 90s. And my dad had to do the phone installs for some of these services around Australia. Nice. And he said that, let's just say the ladies that worked there, that had good voices and that's all about they had going for him. 
Yes. I'll well, that's right the there. most important thing, right? Because yes. if you're on the phone, it's all about your imagination. That's it, exactly. Just like radio. 14, <laughs> 14 past seven. The Google game we're going to play now. We've got some free meals at Macca's up for grabs. Free coffee as well. All you have to do is finish off what the Google phrase could be. Six seven six double two nine two nine. If you'd love to have a crack at this, we'll put something in Google. We'll give you three options. You finish off what the phrase could be, and uh, those Macca's meals and free coffee, all yours with the Google game. Six seven six double two nine two nine. We'll play that right after this from Roachford. All Havels come with a seven-year unlimited kilometre warranty. Sadly, for our boss JB doesn't. JB for breakfast. For Country Autos Havel. It's new car thinking. 92.9. Oxford, lay your love on me. 18 past seven here at 92.9. JB for breakfast. So the very first... Uh, spring is officially here, I think, now because my first swooping for 2020 occurred yesterday. I'm talking about magpie swooping uh, on the, the near the old skate park there on the river, river park there. Uh, watch out if you're on your morning walk now. There was a, there was an adult swoopy magpie, but this was a weird one. He was on the ground, right, chilling out on the ground. I never seen this happen. I like I need to write to David Attenborough or some like, uh, you know, magpie researcher. Yeah. yeah, this is so. Usually they swoop down from the tree at you. Yeah. They go, whoosh, you know, this one was on the ground, right next to the footpath. I'm like, cool. He's chilling out there on the ground. He flew up in the air and then back down at my head. Yeah. I was like, what is going on here? Intimidated by your height, JB. And he was like, (laughs) how dare this man think he's taller than me? I can fly. Yeah, unbelievable. So I asked on our Facebook page yesterday, this is our community service announcement for you where the bad magpies are uh, (laughs) around town. Yeah, totally. Uh, So you've got to be very, very, very careful uh, around town for one on Gunnaganoo Road, lives in Colby Avenue. He was uh, he, he swooped Anwen a couple of weeks ago uh, when she was running there. And also there's one on Scotts Road in the park run track near the old skate park. Oh, yeah. That's, That's where I got, got swooped. You. That's it. See? Mm. Hey, he's a repeat offender. I have seen a lot of people riding around with zip ties on their helmets and stuff. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever seen that. But I've never seen that. So clever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it stops. See, this a cyclist, it works because yesterday before I got swooped, the cyclist hooned past me and he had the zip tie things. He was fine, no dramas from the swoopy ground hovering magpie. <laughs> but then I got whacked because I didn't have any zip ties in my hat. Yeah, so. I think also this guy that I saw was wearing like a blue outfit and a blue helmet and I thought... Really? You're going to pick blue? Don't they go after blue things? I don't know. Yeah, that they go after... They're the opposite like, of balls. Yeah. They, yeah. they go after red. Magpies go blue. Do they really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, they do. Yeah, right. I could be completely making this up, but I have a feeling that I always like that. I reckon that. go for anything that moves. Anything that moves True. at all, whether you're above them or below them, as I just found out yesterday, <laughs> they'll swoop you. Yeah. So I was wearing green yesterday, green and black, and I got swooped. Just so, um, intimidated by the height. He was like, this is my domain. <laughs> and for the kids that go to Westdale, be careful. There's apparently one swooping around Westdale Primary School as well. Oh, so no. So be careful there, kids. School. Yeah. See, this is what they do. They hunt you down. 
There's a they lot really of snacks do. at a primary school, though, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> You'll catch them around the gate doing trades. <laughs> yeah, they're like, recess time, do you want my roll-up? <laughs> yeah, I'll sort you my roll-up for my muesli bar. <laughs> for this worm. <laughs> I found it in the ground. Do you want it? <laughs> uh, if you do see any magpies around the place, post it on our Facebook page so we can pe- keep people uh, in check and, of course, buy up on those zip ties. I think we're going to need them. Going to need a bigger zip tie, as they say. Havels come with a seven-year unlimited kilometre warranty. Sadly, for our boss, JB doesn't. JB for breakfast. The Country Autos Havel. It's new car thinking. 92.9. Little mix here at 92.9, In the latest tale of my phone spying on me, right, I've never, ever, ever had anything to do with swooping magpies ever come up in my Facebook feed, Google searches, nothing. Stop. Then... Just after 7 o'clock this morning, if you missed it, Tony and myself, we were talking about whereabouts in town where swooping magpies happen. I load my phone up then, and it's a hilarious video. I'll share it on our Facebook page a little later on. It's fantastic. The first video that comes up on my phone is an NRL video from a match played in parks on the weekend. It's hilarious. <laughs> a player's playing the rugby game and a magpie swooping the player. Oh, <laughs> he no. He ended up having to run off the field because this magpie's just going at him. Just, Please tell me he passed yeah. the ball before he ran off the field. Oh, he was just kind of standing. I think he was. He wasn't really doing anything, to be honest oh. with you. It was kind of, he was just kind of standing there waiting for the ball. I, I'm assuming. Right. No right, one was right. passing it to him. So while he's waiting for the ball, this magpie's just going at him. So I think the coach has asked him to bugger off the field because he looked Take like he was a useless you. player anyway. So Ooh. he's gone off. And then, so as he's running off the field, the magpie is swooping him. And then the runner, umpire, per, I don't know, one of the match officials, he then starts getting swooped by it as well. Oh, my gosh. Fantastic. So there you go, the phone's spying on me. I well, swear I it is. Well, I will say that uh, you've probably looked up magpie on your Facebook, <laughs> on your phone. No, never. Or it's listening to you, either it's one. It's listening. It's listening. I swear it is. <laughs> We're going to chat water sustainability next with Louise Cadell, the water sustainability officer at Tamworth Regional Council, and the latest news with Tony up next. New car thinking is country autos. Sadly, JB thinks more about donuts, rabbits, and coffee. Each to their own. The country autos have all. It's new car thinking. This is JB for breakfast on 92.9. JB for breakfast here at 92.9. Hard to believe 20 years ago today, the 15th of September 2000, one of the biggest events ever in Australian history, the Sydney 2000 Olympic Games got underway. And one man who was there experiencing it all, our very own Jeff the Voice Dunn. How are you, Jeff? Oh, I'm great, thanks, JB. How are you this yeah, morning? Yeah, no, very well, very well. That must have been an amazing thing to be part of. What did you do at the uh, Sydney 2000 Games? Well, I was part of the, uh, what they call, on-water race crew. I can't believe it's 20 years ago. So everything from setting a sailing course to uh, on-water jurisdictions, as in sailing incidents. Uh, There were a few protests. We had different classes on our uh, course area each day. How how many people, roughly, do you think there was helping out just with the sailing? Just with the... Well, there's over 400 competitors. And you would have been looking at probably 200 officials on water. 
you know, or more, because there was the marina we were at at yeah. Rushcutters Bay, just in front of the CYC down there. Um, they had mooring facilities for over 200 craft. Incredible. And huge rubber duckies. And, and massive tremendous. preparation going into this as well. It was a two-year wow. um, event trial event for us. We yeah. actually had a pre-Olympics 12 months out for the exact wow. same dates, which was a world-class event. So we had all the competitors that were competing in the Olympics come out 12 months prior. And I was living in Lake Macquarie in Newcastle then. Uh, and we would go down at least one weekend a month for yep. two years for a trial event yeah. on Sydney Harbour. And we'd also go down during the week for communications. And um, yeah, just to get the... The um, logistics right the, on the day. The energy, no doubt, in Sydney would have been electrifying for the, that period, both leading up to oh. but during. It would have been like nothing you've experienced since, Nothing I at all. Nothing yep. at all. The city was alive. I was staying at a mate down in the, the Shire area. Yep. So we commuted in because we had a pass to get into the venue each day, get back from the venue, just to being on the harbour. We went to a medal presentation yep. on the steps of the Sydney Opera House about halfway through. Yep. And that was just fantastic because then all the officials got to meet with the the other um, participants. And that that's the great thing about the Sydney Games too. 20 years on, a lot of the mm. volunteers and like still get together. There's still that sort of... Uh, yeah, camaraderie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We do. We do. Um, so when I get down home, I get back to the local yacht club and skiff club, the eight footers as you refer to. <laughs> <laughs> and Belmont 16s for those people that <laughs> may be familiar. Yeah. And, and yeah, we catch up because being part of the sail, I grew up with sailing. Yeah. So, um, Did you get to experience any of the other uh, Olympic Games bits and pieces or are you too busy doing the sailing We're too busy. Stuff? We're yeah. full on with yeah. our, our schedule. We, yeah. we get off the... We, We'd sometimes be on the water for 12, 15 hours yeah. um, or, and maintaining our boats and our, our markers and all the rest of it, anchors and, and all the rest of it. And, uh, yeah, so it was a long day. But the funny thing was uh, we had to go through a security check each day before what the airports are like now. So yeah. metal detectors, the Army had a bomb squad there to look under your car each day you came into the car park. Unbelievable. Um, and, of course, with the sailing, we carry knives yes. you know, in case someone gets tangled in ropes or yeah. whatever. So we had to empty the pockets, the full screen yeah. test when we went through. But just the logistics, because we're on the water all day, so yeah. you can't go to the shop to get a coffee or a sandwich or anything. So you picked up your pack each day, yeah. and uh, you know it, it, it was great. Sydney Harbour, just the backdrop, yeah. And the spectators could see. Would you like to see Australia host the uh, Olympics again? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I I don't know if it'll be in Sydney, but I'm sure yeah. they could do a, a great. It's just the infrastructure. I know a lot of people say it's a lot of money and everything. Yeah. Uh, but I believe um, Brisbane. Uh, Gold yes, Coast there may be looking at a bid. Yeah. I think it's, what is it, 12 years, yeah, 16 I, years? Well, it's stitched up for 2024, 2028, so I think it's right. 2032, Too I think, the so right. next one you can bid for, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I do, but I'm a, I, I love my sport, yeah, yeah. As, as you know. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I just, you know, unfortunately, we, we just celebrated there the year after September 11th, yeah. sort of all that good, Yes. Uh, advertising promotion of Australia, yeah. a great venue. And that was the other thing too, the volunteers, you know, people commented how friendly 
everything was at the games. Yes, and, and it was good that we were sandwiched between Atlanta, which was a bit, mm, uh, how you going, and the Greece 2004 yes. games, which were a bit, how you going as oh, well. So that, that helped. Yeah, and that, that's what, it, you know, about yes. the Olympics, you've got to have the money to pay for oh, it. Oh, yes. Oh, definitely. It'll always be in the memory bank. Yeah. And uh, I've still got quite a, a bit of memorabilia yep. from those games and a worldly experience. Yeah. Dunny, thank you so much for the chat. Fascinating. Thank you, JB. Thank you very much. For Country Autos Havel, new car thinking. See Nathan and the team at Country Autos, Bridge Street, West Townworth. To test drive the whole Havel range. JB for breakfast on 92.9. Louise Cadell, the Water Sustainability Officer at Tamworth Regional Council, joins me. How are you, Louise? Great, JB, today. How are you? Yeah, very well. Very, very well. How are those dams looking? We've been a little bit dry, not a lot of rain, I think, since we last spoke. Um, How are they? Kind of plateaued now? Yeah, so Chappie Dam um, is sitting at 25.87, so it wants to get to 26%, but um, not quite yet. (laughs) Um, But the good news is we're actually not drawing any water from Chappie Dam, so we're still using the natural flows in the Peel River for our water supply, which is great because any inflows into Chappie Dam are staying there and, and, you know, filling the dam slowly. While it's not a lot or, you know, doesn't rise very quickly, it's still still remaining untouched, which is wonderful. And um, Dungowan Dam's at 96.17%. So, um, and similar situation there. Um, The Peel River's still flowing, so we're still using those natural flows. So Dungowan Dam's also just sitting there. Um, So, yeah, I mean... It's good news in terms of the peel still flowing quite well. Yeah, no, exactly right. How's our uh, consumption been, though, in the last week? Well, actually, I've got really good news. Um, The consumption has been uh, well below um, the the target, which is wonderful for Tamworth Moon being to tingle. We're sitting at around 16.14 megalitres per day. So, of course, the target on level four is 18.5 megalitres. So, yeah, well below, which means people are sticking to their 200 litres per person per day residential target. So, um, yeah, it's great news. Great stuff. Tamworth, Moonby, Katingle, we're all on level four water restrictions. Some of the other centres around the region, they're on permanent water conservation measures. What's the difference between the permanent water conservation measures and the water restrictions? Yeah, so for Tamworth, Moonby and Katingle, of course, level four water restrictions all the same as level five, except for that 200 litres per person per day. But the main thing to, re- to remember is that there's no outdoor use of the town water supply. So no watering in your garden at all when you're using town water supply. Whereas permanent water conservation measures, so every other centre, so um, Baraba, Manila, Atunga, Bendemir and Nundal, they're on permanent water conservation measures. And that means um, that these measures are in place when there's no actual water restriction. So essentially they're back to normal. And um, permanent water conservation measures just mean basically taking a common sense approach when it comes to water use. So no watering in the heat of the day, um, you know, save your watering for sort of that the afternoon and early morning times because, I mean, that's when it's the most effective as well. Yeah. And making sure your handheld hoses have trigger nozzles and um, you're using buckets and, and watering cans, yeah. that sort of thing. So, um and just, yeah, really common sense approach to watering and, and things like if you've got to wash down a surface, do it with a high-pressure cleaner because yeah. it's the most efficient and, and effective as well. Um, but, yeah, so basically they all the other areas, all the other towns and villages may use um, water outdoors. But I think it's important to remember as well that um, the it's drinking quality water that we're using on our garden because when we say the town water supply 
don't use it on your garden. It's actually drinking quality water. So you're using the best quality water on your garden. Yeah. So um, council actually has a, a um, program called Let's Thrive and it's a, it's a guide to a water-wise garden, basically. So I'd urge um, all those uh, um, communities who are on permanent water conservation measures to, to have a look at the Let's Thrive um campaign and, and have a look at um, how you can make your garden more water efficient because, um, yeah, we can always always do a bit more, you know, native plants, yeah. mulching your garden, things like that. So, um, yeah, have a look. It's on Council's website. Yeah, exactly right. That's it. All the details are on there. And look, there's some really good, handy tips and tricks on that council website as well. So definitely go on there and check that out. There's stuff that you probably haven't even thought of doing, things you might have not even heard of either. So get onto that council website and there's some really handy tips and tricks on there from your team, Louise. Sensational. Thank you, JB. No dramas at all. Thank you very much for having a chat with us today. And we'll catch up again next Tuesday, hopefully we get a little bit of rain on the weekend and we might see those numbers maybe crack 28%, possibly, hopefully. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Fingers hey, crossed. That's all we can hope for. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Louise, the Water Sustainability Officer at Tamworth Regional Council, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thanks, JB. And 